I'm here with two former legends. Where's the bloke? It's half time. We talk to a bloke about football. Where's the bloke? Go and get the bloke, man. Go on, get the bloke. Where's the bloke? Where's the bloke? Where's the bloke? Where's the bloke? Get the bloke, man. Get the bloke. You've got to fucking die to get three points. Back Tottenham is the history of the Tottenham. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Blokes, episode 26. The Solo Files. Um, James and Maresh are nowhere to be found. Maresh presumed dead after a murder at Anfield. 7-0. Liverpool over Man United hasn't responded to any texts. So here I am, solo. Someone's got to keep the lights on. Someone's got to bring the food on the table. So God damn it, let it be myself. Um... Today's sponsors, uh, the Camperman Poker Room and Lounge. That is just my basement. We play five, ten, and or five cent and ten cent blinds. If you live in Connecticut and you listen to blokes, one of fifty people, be sure to hit me up. No discounts, but there you go. No rake, no rake. Um, where to start, fellas? I mean, what the fuck? Here I am alone. No one, no one wants to do this thing. Apparently, uh, Maresh nowhere to be found, dead, presumed. James, who knows, um, probably still coming over his three-two comeback against Bournemouth because he doesn't know how to act. You're stuck with little old Ethan, little old Ethan firing off takes, and you know what? We're just gonna kind of hop right into it. Um, we'll start midweek. I'm, you see, I pause for a second. I'm not going to give you monotonous rundowns and go through every single game. I'm going to go through games that I think are important throughout the week and tell you just kind of storylines and takes that I have based on it. So it might be different than a normal blokes episode where like a member of the podcast is insisting that we have to go over every game. Like at least mention, no, not how the camp man rolls. If you're like a Crystal Palace fan, sorry, I guess. All right, we'll start midweek. FA Cup, right? Yep, FA Cup. Boom. I've got a sheet printed out. Not even printed, handwritten. I'm that guy. Um, we'll start. We'll start with. Oh fuck it. We'll start with Spurs and how pathetic they are. Spurs lose to Grimsby Town, or not Grimsby Town. They lose to Sheffield, who almost just lost to uh, Wrexham, which a non-league side or National League side rather. That's pretty pathetic. Sheffield, I believe, are pretty high up in the championship, though. Um, you know, that's what that's what uh, Conte gets for shuffling out a half-assed squad. You play half-assed, you, your results are half-assed. You know, it, it kind of shocks me how, like, a team like Tottenham aren't trying their hardest every year for the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup, any cup. Like they're never, they're not going to win the Premier League. At least not right now. They don't have the talent. They don't have the manager. Well, at least it doesn't seem like Conte is the right man for the job so far. But I mean, you think they would fucking try? They, they, no trophies ever. You think they would put in a little more fucking effort? Like you think they would start Harry Kane? You think they would? I don't know. Just try more. Try more. But no. They lose to Sheffield, who almost just lost to Wrexham. Embarrassing. Now, if we had gotten the Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhenney versus Spurs thing, 
funniest part is I think a lot of Spurs fans would have bent the knee and been like, oh, because a lot of American Spurs fans, you would have to imagine, are suckers for that kind of shit. So they would have probably been like, oh, oh, oh we played Wrexham. Oh. And then when they lose, they probably would have been like, oh, you know, it's a good story. Like, it's pathetic over there. Zero championship mentality. Constantly bending the knee. Couldn't be me. Grimsby versus Southampton. Grimsby 2, Southampton 1. What a story. Grimsby Town going on a bit of a run. The run that, uh... That Wrexham couldn't make, you know. Grimsby Town 2. I mean, their League 2 squad coming up and beating Southampton, who have been admittedly pathetic. But still, to score two goals against the Premier League side away from home, I believe, is a big deal. Or maybe they were home. No, they were away. They were at St. Mary's. So, Southampton, time to pack it up. You're going down. You're going down. Get them the fuck out of my league. I'm, You know what? I'm kind of glad we're just like over the past, I don't know, five, ten years, we're just – the Premier League is slowly getting rid of all this <laughs> – the red and white striped teams. Because there were far too many of them. Southampton, Sunderland, Stoke. Get them out, me league. Fucking weed them out. But shout out to Grimsby. Only, I think, two games away from playing at Wembley. So credit to them. We'll be rooting for them. Another game of Man U versus West Ham. I mean, hey. You got to give credit to Manchester United. They know where their big games are at. They know when they have to turn up. And this this midweek game against West Ham was when it happened. I mean, Ben Rama scores in what, like the 60th minute? Champion mentality from United, right? They just won the Carabao Cup. You know, they go 1-0 behind. Championship mentality to score two 90th minute goals. Surely things couldn't get worse for United, right? I mean, after that performance, they just won the Carabao Cup. They just came back from 1-0 down late in the game. You would have to think they're in good form, right? Big game against Liverpool at the weekend. You would think. You would think. I'm not going to break down the goals because I really don't give a fuck. I'm sure Maresh would sit here and tell you how awesome all the United goals were. But frankly, I think it's pathetic having to save it to the last against West Ham like that. And then, you know, City beats Bristol, nothing nothing surprising. City's B team just beats up on fucking everybody, so. It's, that's the perks of having such great squad depth. You could just fucking send them out in the FA Cup and still handedly win. Quick uh, Premier League pit stop. Arsenal beat Everton 4-0. Who could have seen that coming? I think everybody on the podcast last week said that um, Arsenal would win 4 nothing. Or not for nothing exactly, but then they would thrash Everton at home, and then Arsenal fans would come back acting like they won the league. <laughs> now, I mean, this is before this is this game happened midweek, so it didn't happen. It happened before the Bournemouth game, so I mean, I feel like we'll get into the Bournemouth game a little bit later. But that was kind of the game that's like, oh, champions, champions. But no hindsight's twenty twenty for. Uh, Usual suspects for Arsenal, Saka, Martinelli, and Odegaard. Um, Credit to them, I guess. Big win over Everton. Bottom. (laughs) 
the relegation battling Everton. You know, they couldn't beat him at at fucking. I'm blanking. I'm blanking so hard on uh. Couldn't beat them at Everton. I can't think of the fucking ground. Pathetic by me, but we move. Barcelona won. Real Madrid nil. Copa del Rey semifinal. Now, this would have been a game I love to chop it up with my good friend at Mareshimo. Because last week, after uh, United's Champions Europa League, I almost gave them credit for Champions League, after their Europa League win over Barcelona, Mareshimo was uh, bragging about how good Real Madrid are, or not. He was saying that beating Barcelona is such a big win, and I was saying Real Madrid was better, 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 better. Um, Barcelona ends up getting the best of them in the Copa del Rey semifinal by way of a Militao own goal. Now, I admittedly didn't watch the game, but you would have to imagine it was very lackluster. Right? It's not like Barcelona killed them. And anybody who's watched soccer for the past 10 years knows this one, probably the worst Barcelona team of the past 10 years. Yeah, sure, they're up big in La Liga, but they play nobody in La Liga. They're in the Europa. They didn't even make it to the Europa League last 16. Pathetic club. Couldn't be me. We'll swing it over to Germany. Dortmund 2, Leipzig 1. Leipzig, uh, kind of my darlings of the Bundesliga back from my Bundesliga correspondent days, but falling flat on their face. Falling flat on their face. Going down 2 0 early to Dortmund. Uh, Roos, or Roos, Royce. Penalty and a Sean goal. They pull one back towards the end, but it's not enough. Um, Dortmund stay in great form. Perfect, right? It's just perfect to play Chelsea. They just don't fucking lose. Oh, I'm so. We'll get to that game, but boy, oh boy. Um, over in Italy, Napoli lost their first game since January the fourth. Shout out Maurizio Sarri and Lazio for um, for pulling that one off. First Serie A loss since January 4th. So, very hard team to beat. They're points and points and points and points clear of Serie A. But, you know, Maurizio Sarri, I always thought was a good manager. Does the job. I that's That just feels like Sarri's style, though. Play defensively compact and then one quick, quick touch football up the field. Sarri ball. I was actually upset when Sarri left Chelsea because I thought he was that guy. But after the whole Kepa thing in the League Cup final, can't let that guy stay there. No power. Couldn't even get his own player off the pitch. Can't let him stay. Unfortunate. Now that we got all the boring preamble out of the way, we can get into the real meat of this episode, right? The real fucking meat. The real, the real, I can't think of an example of meat right now. But I mean, I could, but it wouldn't be apropos. You get what I'm saying. It wouldn't be reference-worthy. 7-0. 7-0 Liverpool over Manchester United. United fans were wrong about or worried about the wrong seven or uh, 007. They were worried about the wrong 007. Zero hair follicles for 10 hogs. Zero goals for United. Seven goals for Liverpool. Now, this is one of those games where you turn it on. And I was watching the whole game. I, I didn't get the 7-0 feel from the game, but I got, within the first 10 minutes, you got a feeling that Liverpool were going to win, at least. 
not by seven, obviously, but you got the feeling like they were coming fast and hard. They were just those first 10 minutes, really, if they had gotten a good foot through the ball, they would have been up one nil. But they wait until, you know, whatever minute when Gakpo scores 40 something, I want to say. Um, you know, I said I actually wouldn't monotonously break down every goal and all that. But, you know, when a team goes out there and scores seven, I feel like you got to tip your cap. No, it's got to be a respect thing. So Gakpo scores in the 40. At Wait, Casemiro, the best signing since Canton, uh, <laughs> scores an offside goal. Um, frankly, if I was an older United fan, I'd be disgusted and disappointed that Casemiro, a man who won the League Cup, that's it. It, it stops right there. He's the biggest signing since Cantona. Who won everything. Doesn't doesn't necessarily add up. They won quite a bit of championships in between Cantona and Casemiro today. Um, but no, Casemiro won the League Cup, so he is Cantona. Makes sense, United fans. The, the, delusion. Delusion out the wazoo. Um, Darwin Nunez after the break. Oh, Cody Gakpo's first goal. So Dallow overcommits on the right side because Anthony doesn't track back to defend his man, which you're supposed to do in that formation. Your wingers are supposed to track back so your wingbacks don't have to commit far up the field. Problematic when Dallow is so far in front of Cody Gakpo. Robertson slides him in beautifully, cuts it in quick, hard-driven shot to the bottom right corner. Nothing David De Gea can do. You know, I feel like he's going to get away with, like, not a lot of slander this game. You let in seven, bro. You're pathetic. He always has kind of games like that. But then he'll save, like, a free kick or something, and everybody will, David De Gea! Or somebody on, like, a reactionary uh, rebound will, like, head it right to him, like, right out of his face again, and he'll just put his hands up to block his face, and everybody will, De Gea, De Gea, De Gea. It's kind of pathetic if you really think about it. Because then he comes out against your biggest rival and concedes seven. Um, right after the break, Darwin Nunez, he, he kind of got the sense after this one that the route was on. I thought Liverpool were the better side in the first half. And then immediately after they come out and do this, um, that takes us to our third goal. My personal favorite, um, Mo Salah absolutely undresses. A little boy, Lissandro, the butcher, the butcher, oh, oh, the butcher, World Cup champ, put on skates. <laughs> as soon as he fell over, Salah passed it right to Gakpo. Gakpo chips the dick off of De Gea. Another one where it's like, hey, Dave, put your fucking hand up, asshole. But no, Gakpo, perfect chip, um, sent the cop into raptures at that point. They knew the route was on then. So did everybody on the world. And it was just in time, I'm pretty sure, to sub on Scott McTominay, who did the deed of assisting Mo Salah for the fourth. Uh, bounced right off him, right into the path of a very happy Mo Salah, who was happy to oblige with his right foot, just nearly ripping the, uh, the net off the fucking goal. He hit it so hard. David De Gea again. <laughs> Just nothing he could do. No man's land. That ball was in. <sighs> then Darwin gets in on it again. 
at this point, it's like, okay, this is kind of like, I feel bad now. Like, you know, it's bad once you have like a guy like me being like, oh, you know, I feel like I feel bad for Maresh. But then Maresh goes and doesn't say anything and I have to do this podcast by myself. So what are you going to do? Mo Salah scores the sixth, takes his shirt off. Pathetic again, just kind of gets through everybody. At what point, as like a player, a, a United player, I'm saying, do you have to like look at yourself and be like, I have some pride? Like, is it the fourth goal? The fifth goal? Like, when do you start defending harder? Like, I know heads start to drop in soccer. That happens. But, like, at some point, you have to have pride and say enough is enough. Well, it's, it certainly wasn't after the Salah goal because even uh, even Bobby Bobby Chompers, Bobby Firmino, who's leaving the side at the end of the season, confirmed. Icing on the cake, right through everybody again. 7-0. No. 7-0. No. Gets your biggest rivals in the Premier League. Embarrassing. They thought they were so back all week. Carabao Cup, beating West Ham, we're back, we're back. Casemiro's Cantona, Casemiro's Cantona. You lost 7-0. I think that immediately detracts from any of those statements. Liverpool haven't been great this year either. So, just pathetic. It extends United's uh, losing, or not losing, winless streak at Anfield to... uh, Another year, they haven't won there since 2015. Um, I guess we could get into the Arsenal game next. I, again, I'm not going chronologically because I don't really give two shits. It's my podcast. I'll do what I want. Arsenal, three, Bournemouth, two. I mean, what am I going to say? <laughs> you know, it's like uh, they can't keep getting away with it. They cannot keep getting away with it. Bournemouth score the fastest, or second fastest goal in Premier League history. Nine seconds. Arsenal looks. It was like a FIFA kickoff glitch, honestly, where it just nobody defends. Arsenal fall asleep. They stay asleep. And coming out of the second half, and Bournemouth score again, two 0 At that point, you know, I'm starting to think, all right, at least Bournemouth will get a point. But earlier in the match, they did mention how Bournemouth having. Haven't gotten points ever at Emirates in the Premier League. So, a bit of foreshadowing there. Only for Arsenal to come and score three straight. Uh, redacted player scored the first. Now, I want to talk about this for a second. The amount of rug sweeping that is going on at Arsenal Football Club about this redacted player who scored the first goal for them this weekend. Disgusting. The amount of Arsenal fans that don't even know about it. Disgusting. I wouldn't, like, I'm being very serious when I say this. I wouldn't want any association with that, man. Zero. Zero. It's disgusting. It's a disgrace to the club and the players around him. And to the victims. Just sad. Just a sad state of affairs. Um, Ben White gets the second one for Arsenal. 50 million pound man. Thanks for showing up against Bournemouth. Really needed you there. <clears throat> um... And then a lot of tweets being fired off. We're really bringing on Reese Nelson when we need to score. And Reese Nelson scores. One of the worst dives of all time by the Bournemouth goalie. One of the worst. Um, he just kind of, it's like the shit bag, like 
JV goalie. I'm just going to dive with both arms out and hope. <laughs> Fuck it. One of my arms will get there. Pathetic. Pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. I guess Arsenal deserved it, though. Like, you see, like, like, are we really going to sit here and suck Arsenal's dick for beating Bournemouth? No, I won't. I won't. Champions are supposed to do that. It also helps that the ref was just swallowing the whistle completely. Just absolutely swallowing it. There was nothing nothing Bournemouth could do. You know, you get Arteta, six on the scoreboard. Arteta's going seven on the sideline before that. And then they get seven. You know, it's just all a bit, uh, bit shady. But historically, you need referee decisions to go your way if you're going to win the league. So, yeah, I guess, I guess Arsenal are surely going to win the league. There's no way they could possibly blow it. <laughs> Not that I can see anyway. Uh, we'll get into Chelsea versus Leeds now. Chelsea won Leeds now. Wesley Fofana, big center back goal on a corner. What, a, what am I supposed to say? It's not a result you can be overly happy with because you missed what I felt like were a good amount of opportunities and then we score like a set-piece goal. There was nothing to take from that game that was like, oh, we've improved as a side. Still wasteful on opportunities. We're still good on defense, but that's been a constant. All season, I feel like. I just... I was honestly... Part of me was hoping we'd lose. So that we could give Potter the sack. Get that lifeless, heartless fucker out of here. But now we've got to go uh, play Dortmund today at, you know, 3 o'clock. With Graham Potter still as our manager. And I don't feel great about it, to be honest. Um, I just... I don't even know what to take from this Chelsea game. I didn't feel like anybody played him particularly well. I still like how Enzo's getting stuck in, playing balls and whatnot, but no Reese James, no Thiago Silva. Chilwell, it was a good game from Chilwell. I liked how Chilwell played. That's like one of those things I've been saying all season. Once we get Chilwell back and we can fucking put Kukurea on the bench, we'll be fine. Seems like we're a bit fine in that regard now. Next up, Wolves versus Spurs. Spurs pathetic. This would have been the nail in the coffin if I was Dan Levy. This would have been the see you later, Antonio. Yeah, I mean, Sheffield midweek, then Wolves at the weekend. Like, if you lost to Sheffield midweek, you got to beat Wolves. Just how it works. You can't, like, if you're going to give your starters the rest midweek, they got to be able to show up at the weekend. And they didn't. They lost one nothing, And Adama, arguably, like, this is a test to see if Maresh or James actually listens to this podcast. Adama Traore on the fraud blog. Put him on there. Put him on the docket. But yeah, Spurs calamitous. I think it's I think it's about time to be Conte out over there. I don't know how Spurs fans feel because I tend not to interact with such incels, but that's what happened. They just keep signing Chelsea fucking rejects. Well, not rejects. I mean, champions at Chelsea. They keep signing old Chelsea Chelsea fucking managers, and it doesn't work out for them. It's like, listen, you can try to beat Chelsea all you want. You're not going to beat Chelsea. You guys can't even 
can't even beat Sheffield in the FA Cup. You can't even get to the FA Cup semifinal. Like, could you be more pathetic, honestly? Could you? Um, that brings me into the last little part I'll talk about today. A little Champions League preview. Uh, today we've got Dortmund and Chelsea. Dortmund at Chelsea at the bridge. And we've got Bruges at Benfica. Um, Club Bruges were one of the better teams in the group stages. Kind of surprised a lot of people. Played very well. Got out of their group. But they're down 1-0 to Benfica. Don't really see them coming back from that. Meanwhile, the other game, Chelsea-Dortmund. Listen, fellas. I'm biased. I'm a biased person. Always have been. Always will be. Nothing to be ashamed of. I think we're going to go through. I think we're going to go through. This is just so Chelsea football club to go through. The anti- like, not the antithesis. The um, me no good with words, but we are Chelsea football club. These are games that Chelsea football club win. Backup Dortmund keeper. No, no fucking. No homeboy that scored against us uh, fucking last last leg. I forget his name. Abayami or something like that. Don't care. Not playing. If we don't win, I'll be very upset. But yeah, I mean, that's it. Listen. Listen, fellas. I'm putting the, putting the note sheet down. Duty calls. And when no one else shows up to do the podcast... I feel like, you know, I've someone's got to put their hands on the wheel. Somebody's got to say, that's me. That's me, lads. That's me. Here I am. Leadership by example. Moresh um, nowhere to be found after the worst loss in Manchester United history. Some saying coincidence. Some saying intentional. I'll let you be the judge. I don't know where James is. Probably like. Jerking off to his 3-2 win against Bournemouth. Or like writing writing like eight paragraphs about like his description of the game. So that he can read it line by line on the pod or something. I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm I'm just a guy who's here to talk footy. Um, in other news, I guess we'll, we could do a post show now. We'll post. Uh, I can actually tell you. We can do a little post-show now. Post-show, I don't know, fellas. I mean, John Jones, what a win. Absolutely killed it with that bet. Absolutely killed it. Oh, we also have Bayern Munich versus PSG tomorrow and Tottenham Milan. Milan's pathetic. And then Bayern should beat PSG. There you go. There are the predictions. But, yeah, John Jones absolutely murdered Cyril Gahn. If you bet on Cyril Gahn, you're the biggest idiot on the planet. Um, I don't know what to tell you. The French cannot wrestle. They can't. They have no wrestling background whatsoever. Meanwhile, John Jones has been doing it since he was 12. So, kind of can see the writing on the wall with that one. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko lost to Alex Grasso. Not a lot of people saw that one coming. Plus, I don't know, 800 dog or something. Pretty sick weekend of fights, fellas. Getting ready for the Mets to start back up. The Jets are being pathetic. Oh, my God. John Morant. Guns. Like, what? You know, this stuff only happens with the exception of Chelsea. Even Chelsea has their weird shit. But 
Like, this stuff only happens to me. It's only like, oh, you know, Ethan, the Memphis Grizzlies finally got a fun player for you to watch. He's exciting, and he's unlike any other player in the league. He's the most athletic player. It's like, oh, really? You know, I liked watching Marcus Saul, Zach Randolph, all those guys. But John Morant is a different, he's a superstar. And so it's it's just so classic Ethan Camps that my superstar has to be <laughs> has to be out of the league in uh, the quickest amount of time possible. Um, so he suspended at least two games. The league are looking into suspending him for fifty games. I think I saw because it's allegedly he brought a gun on the team plane. Not good, fellas. Not good for me. I'm just hoping Chelsea can win so that I don't have to um, don't have to die, don't have to kill myself. So <sighs> there we go, fellas. That's that's blokes episode twenty six. I have that's it. I've got nothing. You tired me out. I'm done. If I could find out how to end this recording, um. I, I'll be out of here as soon as that happens. Oh boy, I cannot find... Oh, there it is. Alright. I'll see you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Like and subscribe. If Leave a comment and like the YouTube video. And you get a personalized video from me. DM me proof on Twitter. You, know, you get a personalized video from me thanking you or whatever. Whatever you want. Alright. I'll see you, fellas. And gals, I guess. Maybe. Guys and Hannah. I'll see guys and Hannah. I'm here with two former legends. Where's the bloke? It's half time. We talk to a bloke about football. Where's the bloke? Go and get the bloke, man. Go on, get the bloke. Where's the, Where's the bloke? Where's the bloke? Where's the bloke? Get the bloke, man. Get the bloke. You've got a fucking day to get three points. The Tottenham is the history of the Tottenham. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live.